you know, Chris Ballard is a really interesting NFL executive. Really good at what he does. But can he be great at what he does? What does he need to do to take the Colts to the next level and become a championship contender instead of a good franchise in the NFL? Rob Finnessy, former Indiana point guard, may go to either Butler or Cincinnati. It seems like he's down to those two, according to Pigs.com. Juwan Howard may be the next head coach of the Lakers. That would mean leaving Michigan, going to coach his former teammate with the Miami Heat, LeBron James. We'll see if that happens. The Cavaliers, they got one bite at the apple. They're going to play either the Hawks or the Hornets Friday night in Cleveland. If they win, they go to the playoffs. If they lose, they're out. More importantly to Pacers fans, you know what? If they win, the Pacers get their first-round pick. If they lose, that pick gets kicked into 2023 at best for the Indiana Pacers. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. We're brought to you by great people at Johnson's Plumbing. If you've got a they've got a plumbing solution. We've had a lot of rain here. Some pump might be ruined. It might be balky. You call Jared Johnson. He comes out, he installs a new one. You're in love with the way your home is then draining. Uh, 765-610-8809 is the number. They do great work. They've done great work for me three times, and it's been wonderful. Uh, Hit subscribe, punch a like button, ring the bell. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard hates making mistakes. That much is clear. He does not step out on a skinny limb ever. In five years, I can't think of one deal that he's made where you say, by God, this guy's got a sack on him. You just don't see it out of Chris Ballard. Ever, ever, ever. And that's a problem because you've got general managers who are willing to do that in the NFL. Some of them succeed. Some of them fail. When they fail, they fail big. When they succeed, they succeed big. You know, it's like Playing poker against a, a bunch of guys. Got one guy at the table firsthand. He goes all in. If he cashes, you know what? He's got a tall stack and he's got a chance to really kind of dominate the table. If he loses, obviously he's out. You've got guys who take risks in the NFL. They either cycle out after a 4 and 13 season or they win a championship. He came into the NFL as a general manager with the Rams, St. Louis Rams at the time, and he didn't take a lot of risks. Banked a lot of draft picks, had a huge draft class, in in, not in terms of quality, but certainly in terms of quantity in 2012. And and then uh, really developed kind of an all-in mentality. Look at what he did over the last year. He traded uh, for Matt Stafford, which was a huge deal. For the Rams franchise, they don't make that trade. They don't win the Super Bowl. Traded for Von Miller with the Denver Broncos. He signed Odell Beckham Jr., kind of a wilting flower, right, with, with the Cleveland Browns. A guy who had some physical issues, but he came and he played good football at the right time for the Rams when Robert Woods was on the shelf for the Rams. What Ballard has done with the Colts is made a lot of prudent deals. 
He's worked the draft board to his advantage. He traded the 13th overall pick, which was unlikely to generate a great player, for a really good player in DeForest Buckner. They needed the three-tech. They got the three-tech. He's a good three-tech. He's not a great three-tech. He's not Aaron Donald, you know. But he is DeForest Buckner, and DeForest Buckner was better than anything that the Colts had and better than anything they were likely to get with the 13th overall pick. With the 13th overall pick, they may have wound up with a guy that really didn't help them a whole lot, and he would be held, Ballard would be held responsible for that missed pick. What he's being held responsible for now is DeForest Buckner. And everybody likes DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner is fine. That's who DeForest Buckner is. You look at Matt Ryan. This is a pretty good trade. A pretty good trade. You get Matt Ryan for a third-round pick. There's nothing wrong with that. Look, I'm not being hypercritical of Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard's done a really nice job. Going out and getting Matt Ryan was good. Really good. A good move. But is Matt Ryan, <clears throat> does he put the Colts in a position to really be a contending team in the AFC? Is he better than Josh Allen? No. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he better than Justin Herbert? We'll find out. I think it's going to be close, but I think Herbert continues to ascend. And at the age of 36, it's unlikely that Matt Ryan ascends, right? And we're just dealing with the AFC now. So you're, is he better than Baker Mayfield? Yes, he is better than all the other options. But he is not better than all the other quarterbacks in the AFC. How do you go get that guy? I don't know how you do it. That's Chris Ballard's job, right? And you have to take a risk. You have to, at some point, overpay for what you absolutely need. And right now, what the Colts absolutely need are wide receivers, and they just don't have them. So he has put himself in a position where at 42 and 73, he's got to go get guys who can catch a football, create space and catch a football. And if he doesn't, what's the point of having Matt Ryan? So he's going to do that. But at 42 and 73, can he be held accountable for the people he brings in? We didn't have a first-round pick. We needed to use the first-round pick to try to stem the tide at the quarterback position. We did that with Carson Wentz. It just didn't work out. So he's already paid the price for that, which was the riskiest trade that he's made. Now he's got an excuse. There's always an excuse. There's always a wiggle room. There's wiggle room for him to get himself out of being blamed for screwing up, right? He doesn't screw up. But he doesn't succeed at a high level either. He doesn't make the deal that could cost him his job in order to take the risk necessary to win a championship. That's Chris Ballard. He is prudent. I don't think you win championships by being prudent. I think you wind up going 9-8 and eight a lot by being prudent. Maybe you go 10-7 and seven once in a while. You squeak into the playoffs. Maybe you win a playoff game. You did, but that was with Andrew Luck as the quarterback. You got to fix the quarterback position permanently. You've got to get weapons. You got to get a tight end who can stretch a field as well as block. We see that. We see how valuable Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are, right? Dawson Knox. These guys 
are, are dynamic, game-changing players, and the Colts simply don't have one because Chris Ballard hasn't gone out on his skinny limb. He took what he thought was kind of a sure deal at quarterback in Rocky Yassin instead of taking Debo Samuel. He took Ben Banigou because the Colts had a need to get to the quarterback, and it was a genuine need. That was a bit of a risk taking Ben Banigou. Instead, they could have taken A.J. Bryant. They could have taken, instead of Paris Campbell, they could have taken D.K. Metcalf or Terry McLaurin. These are mistakes. Didn't involve any risk aversion, right? Uh, other than Yassine instead of Samuel. Samuel had some flags. That's all right. Um, you know what? With, with wide receivers, you've got a diva mentality. And bringing in divas is not Chris Ballard's way. He wants every one of those players in the locker room to be 153rd of the hole. That's what he wants. That's a culture that he has built. Wide receivers are not built that way. And you could see it when Chris Ballard came in. Among the first moves that Ballard made, Dante Moncrief, goners, diva. Philip Dorsett, goners, diva. The guys who were divas were gone. The guys who were, hey, look at me. Let's play Nerf Hoop for 50 bucks a shot. Those guys, bye-bye. Except T.Y. Hilton, because T.Y. Hilton could be a team-first guy and is a team-first guy. This draft is going to be really, you cannot mediocre your way into job security with Jim Ursa. You can't. And so Chris Ballard is going to have to, at some point, push the chips in. It's not going to be this offseason because he hasn't already, and the opportunities to do it are gone. 42-73, he's got to hit. And then next offseason, he has got to get aggressive. And if he doesn't, it's going to be 9-8 and eight City for you know the next three, four years, and he is not going to survive that. And that's too bad because I like him. Uh, former IU backup point guard Rob Finnessy is reportedly down to two schools, according to Pigs.com. Cincinnati, don't go to Cincinnati. Rob, what are you doing? Why are you even considering Cincinnati? Why would you want to play for the Bearcats? Go to Butler. Stay in Indiana. Play for the Bulldogs. Play in the Big East. Have yourself a hell of a time. The Butler way, Rob. It's going to set you up for success at Butler. Uh, Thad Mott is not playing games. Thad Mott is trying to turn over this roster a little bit and, and get the Butler Bulldogs in a position where they can contend quickly in the Big East. He did not come back into coaching at the age of 54 to putz around and not win games. That's not what Thad Mata is about. Thad Mata is coming in to win. And Rob Finnessy could be a part of that, uh, of that operation, that winning operation at Butler Basketball. Juwan Howard reportedly considering... A, uh, the possibility of jumping from the Big Ten to the NBA. And who wouldn't? Who wouldn't take the Lakers' job? Look, the Lakers overpay. They sign you to a long-term deal because you're kind of dug in at Michigan. And you don't have to worry about money again for the rest of your life. Not that Juwan Howard has to worry about money anyway after his long, long, long NBA career. Such a long NBA career that he was actually a teammate of LeBron James when LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh won a championship with the Miami Heat. Juwan didn't play much, 
but he was still on the team. Uh, would he be a good fit in L.A.? I don't think there's such a thing as a good fit in L.A. Uh, playing games last night. The Cavaliers, they lost to the Nets. They got off to a horrible start. They were down 40-20 to 20 at the end of the first quarter. Cavaliers won the last three quarters. It wasn't enough to win the game. They lose 115-108. Uh, Kyrie Irving did not miss a shot in the first half. He was unbelievable. He just kept throwing in buckets. He was a bucket getter of the highest order in the first half. And in the game was 12 of 15 for 34 points. Really, really good last night. And so the Nets are in the playoffs. The Cavaliers on Friday night have to play the winner of the Hawks and the Hornets. That game will be played tonight. Why do we care about any of this? Because if the Cavaliers win on Friday night, the Pacers get about the highest draft pick that they possibly could from the Cavaliers in exchange for Karis LeVert. LeVert didn't play badly last night. He was okay. Um, and that would be a good thing. Otherwise, the Pacers, the pick that they got from the Cavaliers would convey to 2023 unless they go through the same thing. It's lottery protected in 23. If in 23 the Cavaliers don't make the playoffs, then here's what you got. A, a second rounder in 25 and a second rounder in either 26 or 7. Those convey to the Pacers. Man, Kevin Pritchard loves them picks. Speaking of Chris Ballard. Um, last night also, Paul George. It's a good night. All right? If, if you're a high-risk player, you wanted the Cavaliers to lose last night and then win Friday night. So you're halfway there. Then you want Paul George to lose. Any loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves last night, 109-104. Uh, Paul George with 34 points last night. They play, the Clippers do, the winner of the Spurs and the Pelicans for that last spot in the Western Conference. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this Wednesday morning? Batting down the hatches. Severe weather possible in central Indiana. Bob Crotty, happy birthday. Dennis Constantine, the great Nathan Roush, happy birthday. I knew he was going to be successful from day one when I hired him. John McDonald, happy birthday. The great Joe Robinson, happy birthday. Mark Shannon O'Neill and Chris Wassell. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is uh, done, best done, with an honest and specific compliment. Have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Lift each other up. Don't pull each other down. Don't get around a bunch of negative Nellies. All right? Be around a bunch of positive Pete's or Paula's. Whatever. Have a great day. Paulettes. What? Or Paulette's. Or Paulette's.